Good morning, London. 10 a.m. Saturday mornings, MedPoint Health Half Hour. Happy to be here, joined alongside by MedPoint's president, Alex Hannum. Well, thank you for introducing me first. I was going to say, I'm always here. Yeah. And I got, and now I'm just bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And Peter Mertone. Good morning, everyone. Good, Good morning to you, to you, to you guys. You yes. We're having a great morning so far. Yeah. You know what? It just occurred to me. I used to do this show uh, by myself. And uh, I handled everything. I used I think to do you the did board. It one time by yourself, and it was awesome. It was a great show. It was the best show ever. Yeah. It was the greatest. <laughs> greatest show ever. Are we overwhelming you? No, I just I'm just too uh, many personalities. No, no, no. You're he doing just, a great he just job. putting that in I'm there. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting All it out right. there. It's a Saturday morning. Uh, it's a beautiful morning. I'm in here with you guys. I could probably no other find place some. you'd rather be. No other place. Well, right maybe. 16 to 17 other places. But not <laughs> They're more, all south of the equator. Not, yeah, not less than 20 <laughs> places I'd rather be. Yeah. Okay, well, it's, yeah, it's great, great time. I mean, the, the kids are back in school, obviously. Uh, the fall weather is upon us. I mean, well, I really? I wouldn't call this fall weather. I'd call uh, this. The this weather's is, been unbelievable. Yeah, this yeah. is like July weather. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. You seem to agree. Mustangs, going playing football and stuff like that. Go Stangs. I know. I'm a hockey, former Stang. Hockey back soon, and football is back. Are you? NFL. Are you a former Stang, Alex? Tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, Alex. Swimmer. <laughs> okay, swimmer. Pete, are you a former Stang? No. 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 Okay, me either. Well, I'm a, I went to school, educated there, but I'm not for late <laughs> sports. Well, it takes a special person to make a varsity team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. So, uh, Alex, we want to talk a little bit about what happens during the medical, why people should get their medical with us, with MedPoint, because as we go into a new season of life here, uh, people are back to routines. People kind of want to establish baselines, especially when they're considering their fitness and nutrition. So why not just get the whole thing done? One place. Well, I like the way you think, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because we've been doing this for 10 years now. We're, we're in our 11th year. And, uh, you know, I, I talk about this all the time. We, we have started with one doctor and, and two full-time staff, three part-time staff, 4,000 square feet. Today we have 25 physicians. We got over 20,000 square feet, more locations coming uh, in, the, in the process of negotiating that right now. Uh, and yet, the more things change and the bigger we get, the more things stay the same. And, and we get used to the, we get used to who we are and what we do. And it, it almost becomes just everyday business. But mm-hmm. something came up this week that really brought me back to almost like day one when I was, had nothing to do with the healthcare business and, and, and we were just getting started off. And I was just, I was amazed at the things that people were finding that our doctors were finding in the medicals and we really very rapidly got an excellent reputation of being able to find things and then get people to the right case. And, and also the, the, the things that people say, what did you learn over the last 10 years? And and one of the things I always say is, well, you know, the, the worst things that we find don't make us sound. They're, mm-hmm. they're very silent. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been saying that for so long. I've been saying that probably for eight of the 10 years that you forget. And every every once in a while, uh, a case comes up and you go, that's right. It just proves it again. And, you know, we we had a a person who came in and uh, had, you know, felt fine, felt fine. He was uh, was in his 60s and uh, just not, uh, just wanted a better medical, just felt Mm -hmm. like he wanted a more up-to-date idea of his health status. And, not really, you know, any medical concerns, just wanted to have a better baseline and felt like he hadn't had a very comprehensive medical for a long time, just wanted to know where he was. And 
looked good, sounded good, felt good, no, no issues. And all his blood work came back and it was, it was bad. It was in bad shape. And he, he was as blown away and everyone was as blown away that the blood work was as bad. And, and, you know, within a week of, uh, of coming in to see us, we had already set him up with a, a specialist, uh, a, a hematologist, and uh, was in and having his first chemo uh, appointment wow. within two weeks. Again, it's a sad story, but it's also a good story. Right? It's that, you know, this person is, uh, is now on the road to the health that they needed, mm -hmm. but it rocks you because mm -hmm. most people, they go, you know, I'll talk to people and say, you know, when are you coming in for your medical or, hey, I haven't seen you in a couple of years, whatever. They say, oh, you know what, I feel fine. Yeah. And that's not, that's not what we do. We're not here for when you feel bad, yeah, right? Yeah. We're here for, you know, to make sure that things don't change. Yeah. And I, I just remember we're in the very first year, we had a gentleman who, who came in and, and he had some issues and uh, just light issues, some some blood in the urine, and we tested it and all came back negative. And, you know, it's a pretty common thing, blood in the urine. Comes back the next year and he's got blood in the urine again. So, you know, we could just say, oh, Bob, let's say his name's Bob and it's not Bob, but let's say it's Bob. Bob's just a guy that has some blood in the urine. But we investigated it again and this year he had bladder cancer. So he's in the first stage. He's had bladder cancer probably for about you know, maybe even a year. Mm -hmm. But the t it was so light the first time that it was just a, a, an incidental finding. The next year, boom. You know, uh, now we're dealing with bladder cancer and we're having to triage that. So it makes you wonder, like, how many people are walking around there right no. now who just say, you know what, I feel fine. And and it's not to do with just, you know, MedPoint. You know, mm -hmm. in this person's case this week, they could have um, they could have gone to their family doctor. If the doctor had ordered the right blood work, they would have found the same thing we found. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just that we're in the job of looking for stuff. Yeah. And, and in this guy's case... You know, there was something there. Yeah. I think it comes back to just the regular checkups. Like, obviously, if you, if you even if you're not feeling up sick or feeling unwell, getting a regular checkup is important. And, like, we, we want to find those things before yeah. they're an issue. And I think one of the bigger concerns for people is that they don't want to find it. Well, they're yeah, they're they... scared of finding out the truth. But, I mean, is it scarier to prevent cancer or have cancer and deal with it? You know, it's a, it's, it's a tough thing to look at, but yeah, I think everybody retrospectively would pick not having it and dealing with it front on. Well, you know, knowledge is power, right? Mm -hmm. And and are you going to, uh, do you want to put your head in the sand or do you want to um, just hope for and hope for the best? Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the key thing for anyone who's listening out there is that, you know, whether you come to MedPoint and one, you know, we have a three-hour medical, we have a five-hour medical, and then we've expanded to year-round executive healthcare mm -hmm. with our membership. And a lot of people that try us with the medical decide, hey, I want to, I want these guys looking after me all year round. So, so they they sign up uh, for our membership program. But whether you come to us or whether you go, go back to your doctor and have that physical, yeah. and, and don't don't accept the the tap in the knee and the blood test. You know, just say, I you know, I I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, with us, all our clients get a twenty page report of their health status, and you know, with our twenty five physicians on staff, we make referrals really easy and. Yeah. You know, we have our navigator program and our concierge program, and and we get people to the healthcare they need as quickly as possible. And and it's important too that like as healthcare professionals, we work together. So, you know, we can work with your family doctor, or we can you know handle it on our own. Handle it on our own. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one reservation a lot of people have because they think, oh, I don't want to like my doctor to think I'm going behind 
uh, their back, right? Yeah. So, you know, people have a very strong relationship with their family doctor in most cases. And uh, the reality is, is today with the, the funding cuts, and you're going to get me off on a political rant, and I'm going to do my best not to, but the way that the government treats doctors uh, in, in our province is, is disgraceful. And they're, most of them don't think about, uh, you know, money or, or, you know, saving away for their, their retirement. Most of them just want to care for their patients and look after their patients. But what happens is that we have a system that is just getting overburdened. And, you know, patient, the, the doctor is seeing another patient after another patient after another patient. And after a while, you know, they just, some of them just turn around and say, you know what, I'm not going to do physicals anymore. And, uh, you know, for us, we're the experts on physicals. Like there's no one in town that does a physical like us. There's, you know, quite honestly, there's no one in Canada that does mm-hmm. a medical like our five-hour platinum medical. It's the most comprehensive medical in all of Canada. Mm-hmm. And our three-hour medical does a lot more than than some of my competitors' uh, four, four-hour medicals and, and for twice the price, right? Yeah. And we're half the price. So, you know, we have the most affordable medical uh, with our three-hour medical and we have the most uh, comprehensive medical and our five-hour medical. And, you know, it really comes down to what do you want to know? Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, Are you going to make a change? Every time we, we come across people and, and, you know, I'm going to get off on a rant again. <laughs> so you just give me the, the sign when you need me to shut up. But, <laughs> um, you know, I came across a, a situation with a family friend, uh, lost, uh, lost a family member. And it started with, um, you know, poor eating habits that developed into diabetes which then developed into challenges with the legs, which then developed into challenges with the kidneys, which then turned into, mm-hmm. you know, an unstable environment and then hospitalization and ultimately uh, an untimely death. Yeah. And, you know, not everything is preventable, but there is a lot of stuff that's preventable. Yeah. And just because you, I don't know, I'm going on a million different <laughs> topics here, yeah. but you can't test yourself to wellness. You can only find out the whole point of a good exam is to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, what do you want to do about it next? Do you yeah. want to make changes or not? Yeah. All right, yeah. You're giving me the cut it, shut up, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> well, we got to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing a few tips that are going to help you get on the right track for good health. And we're also going to be talking about recent stats that came out about childhood poverty in uh, our country and mm-hmm. you'd be Especially surprised in London. how high London ranks in those uh, in those ratings so stay tuned more MedPoint Health Half Hour coming up right after this hey I want to welcome everybody back to the program of course every Saturday morning MedPoint Health Half Hour Ron Young here joined alongside by Peter Martone and the president of MedPoint Alex Hannum <laughs> we're happy to have everybody along with us and uh, we hope that you're enjoying the program so far uh, we want to give you right now a few tips. We're going to each give a tip. And this is going to be something that you can do now in order to make a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Can my tip be sign up for MedPoint? Your tip can be sign up for okay. MedPoint. Yes. Right. Yes. Because I've always said it, MedPoint has something for everybody. Yep. Absolutely. So whether that's, that'd be, you're out of town and you want, uh, you know, a, a training program, we can sign you up. And uh, have you come to the gym for a, a demo session or mm-hmm. perhaps do a Skype dietitian mm-hmm. consult, right? Yep, we have absolutely. lots of different services for everybody. My big tip is going to be to make the small changes um, more frequently throughout your day. What I mean by that is do something each day 
that makes a big difference or big impact on your health. It might not seem like it makes a huge impact right then, but if you do it consistently every single day then uh, and incorporate it into your lifestyle, then it'll just become second nature to you. Uh, point in case, uh, taking the stairs, right, instead of the uh, elevator or escalator. One small change. Yep. One mm-hmm. small change, you're burning now an extra 100 calories, mm-hmm. and it's going to make a, you know, you're going to be more active. Um, my tip is going to be more specific. I would say I'm focused on sleep. Actually, in my life right now, I'm trying to focus on my sleep patterns a bit more. Instead of falling asleep on the couch, going to bed, turning off the, the device, mm-hmm. closing your eyes, and actually relaxing before bed and not staring at a screen and yeah. getting your brain all fired up or whatever it is. Well, and, and sleep then, has had a big correlation in weight loss as well. Exactly. So I think sleep correlates with a lot of things. You know, if you have obviously limited energy throughout the day, you're not going to want exercise. You're going to be too lazy to make your lunch. You're not going to feel good. You're not going to be productive in your in your work. Um, that could end up in job issues. So getting to bed on time without staring at your phone or any screen for 35 minutes, 40 minutes before, and waking up at a decent hour and having a good breakfast. I think that's those are a, a goal that I think could change Make drastic changes. Thing. Sleep routine. Yeah. Right? Make yeah. drastic changes in your life. And I'm glad to yeah. not see you sleeping in the back anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've stopped. Hey, eh? I've yeah, stopped. It's good. That. It's yeah. good. You're getting better. <laughs> uh, you know, as you, as you guys know, I'm, I'm starting my uh, fitness program back and, uh, you know, I, well, we are I, well aware. Well aware. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I've, I've, the, the beauty of going through this so many times is I kind of know what to do myself and, and at least, at least I know I'm very, very, competent and confident now on my at-home routine. So the thing that uh, I would say the biggest thing is nutrition. And, you know, in just in this last week, uh, I'm down a, a substantial amount because I was up in a substantial amount after the <laughs> summer. But yeah, we won't say numbers. We, we, we don't need to say here. numbers we right now, to... but I'm, I'm down 9, 10 pounds <laughs> in this week. And and the really the biggest thing is probably it's it's I cut out some major, uh, major flaws for me. And, and, you know, the first thing I did was I have flaws. No, no, not anymore. (laughs) Um, They're all gone. They've been cut. I cut them out. (laughs) Pay attention. Um, I changed my portion size. You know, I realized uh, I changed my portion size and I eat slower. Usually, uh, you know, you, you, if you got too close to my plate, you might lose a finger, but (laughs) I change. I eat slower so that my brain gets those signals yeah. later, and it's like, okay, I'm actually full, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't I don't need as much food, yeah, and I don't have that bloated feeling. Second thing was I cut out uh, I cut out alcohol. You know, nice. not a hundred percent. I had a half a glass of wine one night, yeah, but. Uh, I cut out beer and, you know, it's amazing what happens when you mm-hmm. just cut your portion size down. Yeah. Eat slower and cut out alcohol, especially <laughs> beer. I have a story about that. I was giving a talk uh, to a group and ironically enough, they were eating at Eastside Mario's and the portion sizes at that place are just outrageous. But mm-hmm. what they're doing now is if you buy one pasta dish, then you get to take another pasta dish home. <sighs> And it's almost like you bought, you paid for four one meals. meal, but you got like four because right. the, the portion sizes are just outrageous. Yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy. But, you know, it, you know, from the restaurant's point of view, you know, they're they're giving what they think is yeah, good value. good value. But, you know, it's not good value if you end up uh, bloated. And, and But a lot of people think, like, I need to finish what's on my plate. That's kind oh, of yeah. what you was ingrained into, especially at our least generation. us. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, especially, you know, those of us who have parents who went through the war who 
if they didn't, uh, you know, they would never even think of not cleaning their plate, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. you know, that uh, that pathology was drilled into me. So it's, you know, in my in my family, I'm the garbage collector, right? <laughs> you know, and, the, and if the kids don't eat it, put it on dad's plate, right? <laughs> that's right. And so now I'm just trying to uh, stay away know, from that. Stay away from that. Yeah. So that's 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 a big tip: is portion size. And and better foods, yeah. you know, they take away from those processed foods. Yeah, I haven't touched them all week, and I tell you, it's you know, I know I've still got a long way to go, but what a great start! And yeah. that, that's the motivation for me is Just that I lost better, I yeah. lost a lot of weight, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see uh, how that relates with the bod pod. Yeah, exactly, yes. guys. There was interesting statistics come out this week uh, <clears throat> in in the news, and it was saying that London uh, from Across Canada, ranked third highest when it came to uh, childhood poverty rates. Mm-hmm. And also important to note that seven out of the top 10 cities were in Ontario. So, you know, this poverty, uh, we don't see it all the time, but, Mm-mm. you know, we it's see very it all the time. To some, a lot of, thing, of you know? Mostly childhood poverty. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so how does this affect ch- children, the children's health, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I mean, it's 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 people who they can't necessarily afford certain things, so mm-hmm. maybe that limits them with signing up for extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it, like you were saying, Alex, good food, eating good food. I mean, yeah. maybe well, malnourishment is, yeah. is for sure going to be a detriment in anything in their education and learning and growing and wanting to be some something that they maybe they can't because they just can't afford. Or they just don't have a drive for it because they're just yeah. down on their luck or whatever it is. Or their concentration levels are not as good. Exactly. Right? Because they they don't have good yeah. food. You know, it's, uh, unfortunately, poverty is very cyclical. And you have to be able to break that cycle. And so, you know, I wish we had all the solutions for it. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that, that MedPoint is, uh, wants to get into as far as is childhood nutrition. Because it's not just the fact that these kids you know, are having the, the detriments uh, for their learning and maybe not being able to pay attention. You, you're mm-hmm. not going to pay attention to math class when you're hungry. Mm-hmm. So, and empty carbs, you know, may fill you up for an hour, but then you're yeah. you're hungry again later. So, mm-hmm. you know, eating proper food and, and, and getting the, you know, there's an immediate benefit for sure. But the massive concern is the long-term cost because you teach, you know, in those formidable years, if we don't teach our children what's healthy and what's good for them and uh, how do they, how do they take those lessons moving forward? And that's, you know, we're already talking about that our children may not live as long as us. And that's the first time ever. Mm -hmm. And that's a direct result of, of food and, and what, gets pushed down of, of the Fruit Loops and the, oh, you know, the roll-up yeah. fruit things and all the crap <laughs> that you see on, on a day. The food, this is the biggest thing fruit I would should not roll up. <laughs> yeah. Um, the food industry is not your friend, right? Mm-hmm. They're not there to help you live a better life. Mm-hmm. They're there to sell products. Yeah. And, and we, we see so much more research going into food and saying, you know, if you eat this food, uh, you're gonna you're gonna you know lose weight. Mm-hmm. If you see, uh, so I'm not, I'm gonna go off on a tangent here, but we're we're started we're working on a mental health uh, division, and I got a report uh, this uh, this week from Rebecca about our 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 registered dietitian saying here are the foods that help with mental health, 
right? Mm-hmm. And like, wow, we could, you know, mental health is one of the growing crises in this city. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be able to help people just by teaching them how to eat properly. Mm-hmm. And and we're always, I know we're on, we're on childhood poverty, but um, again, the, the, the challenges with all of these things are how do we teach people the skills for the future? Mm-hmm. How that, do we raise adults that's a, properly? That's a, one of the biggest things, right? And if we can educate people, then obviously education is power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we had a great answer for this and, and knew how to get completely get rid of poverty, I mean, it would have already been done by now, I'm sure. Right. But we need to, we need to <laughs> allocate resources and we need to focus on the one thing we can do, yes. which is education. And mm-hmm. yes, and prevention, right? So. Yeah. That's what we uh, built MedPoint on, prevention, making sure that people uh, get healthy before uh, disease strikes. And it's one thing that we would love for you to check out. Check out our website, medpoint.ca. You can always give us a call, 519-432-1919, or send us an email, ron at medpoint.ca, peter at medpoint.ca. President, dare we? No, just, yeah, sure. Send me an email, alex at medpoint.ca. There you go. You got all of us. If you want to get a hold of us, please do. If you have some feedback on the show, we'd love to hear it. Everybody have a safe and happy weekend. Cheers. Cheers.